This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Current community affairs. Connecting. Uplifting. Representing. Informing. Celebrating. Empowering. Sharing your passions. You are on the line with Dean Beck. Well, with the Midsummer Festival over, it's clearly time to uh, speak to Luke Taylor from the Sustainable Living Festival. Uh, we're a little bit late off the mark this year. I do apologise. That's all right. Well, <laughs> I mean, the, the great thing, of course, is the festival goes for three weeks, so it um, it, it doesn't matter about the big weekend, obviously, that just passed um, this weekend. But there's a whole range of events that are still happening right up to the 28th of February. Now, this year, there's... Uh, the Transitions Film Festival. I just want to get this cleared up because your program has got a film festival on one side and your Sustainable Living Festival on the other. What's the relationship there and how that... Well, the Transition the Film Festival grew out of the Sustainable Living Festival about uh, four years ago. Uh, the history of it uh, is that it used to be... We used to have a film program in the festival and it became so big that it became its own festival. Well, there you and, go. and now it, uh, it runs an annual program... Um, actually nationally, so the Transition Film Festival in Sydney, Darwin, Brisbane, right around the country. Um, so, uh, look, it's a fantastic um, chance to really get out there and see some of the best environmental films that uh, are currently being screened right across the world. Um, and it all kicks off tonight. Tonight... Um, is the first film, Catching the Sun, which is a fantastic film. And the filmmaker is here from the US, uh, Shalini, who uh, did a fantastic forum, uh, pre-forum at the big weekend, just gone on Sunday. Um, She's in town, raring to go for the Australian premiere of this fantastic film that you must come down and see tonight at Nova um, that kicks off the uh, the three-week program of the Transition Film Festival. The, the the strength of your program just gets better and better each and every year. Um, and it's got a, something for everybody, from, from kids right through to, I just saw, um, women and bike maintenance. Um. That's, that's, that's right. I think you picked that one up last Did time, I? At the time as well. Well, it was well, so yeah. popular, it's back again. <laughs> look, yeah, look, I, that, I think that's that's really it. Then. I mean, obviously, that's how we try to design the program is that there's something, you know, for everybody, um, whether it's in the transport, you know, bike riding right through to um, sustainable food and agriculture, which is a massive theme. We just had the, um, the great local lunch on the weekend on Sunday, which was attended by over 200 of Melbourne foodies and local growers. Um, and uh, look out for that one for, for next year because it's, uh, it's uh, pardon the pun, but it's a, it's a growing event, that one. <laughs> now, this all comes back on uh, the Paris uh, Climate Change Summit. Um, where, where are we at landscape-wise, locally and internationally? Yeah, well, What's your take on it all? Yeah, the, the thing about Paris was if you take the good the good parts first and then work into the not-so-good yeah. parts, but the good parts was that we, that we actually got an agreement um, this year, an international agreement, and, and we all were so bitterly disappointed after the last international negotiations, and that really put a, such a downer on things. This year... 
you can say this time around that we have um, got an agreement. Um, the not so good part is that the 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 agreement um, actually doesn't add up. There is this um, uh, so-called commitment to um, 1.5 degree cap, um, and yet the the measures which are being uh, put forward. Um, at the international negotiations, if you added them up, you would get to something more like 3.54 degrees of warming. So there's this big um, disparity between the targets um, that uh, that were agreed to on one hand of the of saying limiting to no more than 1.5 degrees, uh, and then so as a uh, <laughs> the aspirational goal, but the actual policies uh, that are being put forward by the international community and what they actually add up to, which is really, uh, in for, for the vast majority of people and life on the planet, um, not compatible with living on the planet. Of A, 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 a 3.5 degree of warming is just simply not compatible for the, with the vast um, array of uh, life on the planet. So that's a that's a big problem that we've got to to face. It and sure is. And what's it going to take for us to internationally and collectively just get it and get on with it? Well, I think I think part of it is 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 about our own movement really calling this out. Right. And and I think we're a little bit slow off the mark in some respects to to do that. I think that we need to. We had a, a debate in the festival this year, uh, and we have an annual great debate, and the, the debate theme was, um, do we accept um, strategic incremental change or do we demand the whole hog? And it really is this very um, important strategic question that the, that the environment movement and the climate movement need to ask itself is, do we go out there and really tell it like it is and, and really call out this disparity and, and start demanding what it would take to actually get to a or hold to a 1.5 degree warming or, or under? I mean, there are a lot of people that are saying even 1.5 degrees is too warm. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's really about us um, coming to terms with that we, we need to be in a sense, demanding the whole hog. Um, I mean, there will always be incrementalism in some form or another, but we need to make sure that if we're doing things in steps, that we're doing them at the scale and the speed that we need to to actually arrive at the destination that we want. And we have a little bit of a tendency, I think, as a movement and generally is saying, well, you know, it's it's sort of the process that's important. It's not so much the destination. And I hear that about sustainability quite often. You know, it's not the destination that's important. It's the process. It's, a journey, it's the journey. Um, well, I believe that the destination is really important, particularly when the stakes are so high with climate change. It's kind of uh, challenging to see how we're going to do that whilst we're focusing on, you know, um, China and, and its reclaiming of uh, land in the middle of nowhere and, and the potential war that we're going to have with them maybe one day um, and blowing up the Middle East in the other. I mean, it's, it's like if all that energy went into fixing climate change, we'd probably be there. 
That's right. And I, I mean, I think what, what, there's, there's no doubt that there are going to be, um, while we're, we're trying to ad- address the climate issue, there are going to be other um, conflicts and there are going to be other problems that we're going to be dealing with along the way. Um, we're also well, we've all got issues. <laughs> <laughs> we're also we're all there's also going to be you know um, births, deaths, and marriages yes, while, yes. while we're we're you know we're, while we're doing the, it while we're doing the the climate uh, uh, the work that we need to um, and you know to sort of to draw on I know I know that people are sort of loath to to you know connect the two but if you look at some of the last times in human history where we've taken on really big things and if you look at Say the you know the Second World War, um, for instance, where huge amounts of people were mobilised. Now, uh, uh, now that was for a, a, a more destructive ends in in many cases, but, but it, it was, was also, a collective response. It was a collective response, yeah. and it was massive. Yeah, and it involved government, involved uh, citizens, and it. But it was all industry. over in a couple of years. You know these these wars in the Middle East have gone on for. Decades almost. Well, that's right. I mean, and, and I mean, the things that you can take out of the the mobilisation, the wartime mobilisation stuff, I think, are quite interesting. And and you look at you know that that uh, economies um, were transformed in the matter of twelve months. Mm-hmm. Like so the the American economy went through a transformation in twelve months. So did the Japanese economy. Now, when people start to tell you, oh, you. You know, you can't just it's a slow moving thing. That's exactly yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and then you look at the look at the kind of transformations that happened in the in the, in the war analogies. But then you look at things like um, uh, the technological revolution, for example, um, or the Asian economies and the transformation that, that they have had. I mean, there is a huge amount of human history that we can draw on to say you can get. Um, you can get large-scale change um, and you can also do it in very short spaces mm. of time when you've got sufficient amount of will. And at the moment, we don't have the the citizens' will and we don't obviously then have the political will. And it's the job, I think, of the movement is we've got to obviously build that uh, that will that 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 real commitment to the big change. So part of that is about leadership, but part of it is about uh, groundswell as well. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, groundswell is groundswell is a fantastic uh, word, and it's, it's a, 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 we're thinking at the at next year's. Um, festival theme actually could could be something around groundswell. Creating oh, look, I'll give it to you for nothing. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to use that now. We're going to use that here. Created here, right here at Joy FM. Uh, because it is uh, th- that would then inspire leaders to step up to the plate. Um, well, that's right. It's, I mean, that is exactly that we've got to give the biggest kick in the butt to yeah. to our political leaders. And you know, obviously, there are groups that are trying to do that already. Um, and you know, here I am saying, oh, well, we need to basically we need to do do it, do more of it, and quicker. And you know, and everybody's really trying to work that out at the moment. How we do that? We're speaking with Luke Taylor, festival director of the Sustainable Living Festival. We're in the middle of it. We'll come back and have a look at the program right after this. Now, now, now giving you more Dean Bank than any other radio station. Join ninety four point nine. You are on the line with Dean Beck. We are taking a look at the 2016 Sustainable Living Festival. It's the 17th annual festival. I can't believe Luke 
Taylor has managed to hang in there for so long. Uh, now we will dive headfirst into the program. You've got some pretty big keynote speakers and stuff coming out. Um, let's have a look at some of those major big talk fests. Yeah, well, uh, one actually just before we get into that, I was quite keen to um, to point out is um, some some of the listeners might remember the new Joneses project, which um, has been around for a couple of years. Uh, um, but this year we've extended that program um, over three weeks, uh, and this is a pop up sustainable house right in the middle of the city um, at City Square. Um, is this which the one that Ding Dong does. Ding dong, Denise. Uh, she did last year. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. She was involved in that last year. She she was living in the house. So people are actually living in this pop up sustainable house over the course of the three weeks. Um, various different people from around Melbourne um, have you know popped in and stayed over, stayed the night, and you know, reported back about how fantastic it was to. To, to live for, in a sustainable home. So the house is actually open. You can come down and see it at City Square um, and it's all fitted out with the latest and greatest in sustainable home wares and products and um, and it's a great chance to get start to get the feel of, of what it you know, can look like, feel like um, uh, to, uh, to live in a sustainable home. So get down to the City Square. Um, it's still open for another couple of weeks. Um, before the fin- uh, finish of the festival on the twenty eighth. Now the the our TV uh, screens are full of well on the ABC anyway um, shows that are incorporating um, sustainable elements into houses and um, th- this Tesla battery is sort of now on the tip of everyone's tongue. Um, how soon till those sorts of things are kind of standard or because they're very expensive at the moment. Uh, look to implement pr- the, that sort of stuff. Look, it is here in Australia, but the prices prices are coming down. Right. I mean, this is the same. You look at the you know renewable energy and the solar cost. I mean, they're, doing, they're now getting uh, so competitive that you know we're 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 starting to see you know that shift happen. I mean, here in Australia, we just you know we're we're always in a bit of catch up with the rest of the world. This stuff is happening, you know, in the states, you know, uh, in you know right across Europe. Um, you know, it's been happening for years. I mean, triple and- glazing is lovely, but can you afford it? <laughs> well, again, you know, it's be, the, 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 it's the savings as well that you've got to you know you've got to factor in. You know, we we got to remember that we spend money on things that we like all the time. You know, and and we've got to, I guess, think a little longer term rather than you know, this is the house I built for ten years. That's right. This is the house I build that will last a hundred years. Absolutely. So the cost is coming down, and you're saving money when you're investing in these things. Um, Those two things coupled together, you know, in terms of affordability, it's now becoming, as you just said before, you know, things that we started showcasing in the festivals, you know, seventeen years ago. Um, and you know, are now just the norm in in general building practices, um, and we're, we're we're just seeing that all the time. The shifts are occurring more and more and more. And yes, like anything, um, it's not just in the sustainability industry, so to speak. Um, when you when you start off, sometimes when the market is small, um, things are more expensive. But uh, this is again, it's a it's a growing area, and um, the prices of these products and services are coming down every year. Now, 
there's a bit of the touchy feely going on in this year's festival. Um, there's the peace um, uh, revolution international tour. There's also this empathy guru that's coming out. Um, I happen to know that uh, there is a private company that has paid $34,000 to spend half a day with him. And I've got him for a whole hour. Um, and I'm looking forward to recording that interview and I haven't paid a cent. So bargain, uh, total bargain, bargain from, for, for me and my listeners. But um, uh, what's so important about empathy in sustainable living? Well, I think the uh, empathy is important because it's all it's it's sort of a bit of a starting point. I mean, when we look at, uh, I think we've discuss, discussed this before in previous years, Dean. I mean, the fact is, the word sustainability doesn't mean anything unless you qualify what it is that you're wanting to sustain. Um, you know, I mean, the word sustainability is used on economic reports every night on the news. You know, the, a sustainable economy. So you've got to you. You've got to put something after the word that you that you care about that you want to sustain. So, what are we empathetic about? What do we care about? What do we value? What what is it that we want to sustain? And for the vast majority of people on the planet, I think when it gets down to it, even if we're not using the word sustainable or sustainability, um, I think what we really care about is is people. You know, and and whether that's you know ourselves or our immediate family or our immediate community, there's that strong social um, awareness and and empathy to 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 people around us. I guess it connect it's connectedness and it's uh, it's the connectedness of people uh, that is only going to fix this uh, issue globally. That's right. Mm. I mean, you know, it's it when when you were talking about before in terms of the climate issue. I mean. The climate issue has got so um, so much a, in, into a crisis situation. I mean, it's it's it is a global emergency that we're facing at the moment, and it's no longer just uh, an environmental problem. This is a this is a social problem, and we're seeing it with climate refugees now all around the world. So there's we we can care about the environment, and, and obviously people that are involved, and our organisation is founded on that basis because we strongly believe that. You know that without a healthy environment, obviously you can't have you know healthy communities, um, and so so it's 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 just it's critical that I think the empathy we work out the empathy stuff because we we need to define what it is that we care about. Mm. Then we can say, okay, well these are the things. It's, if it's people and nature or ecological and social sustainability, and those are the tend to be when you you know you, you crunch it all down. You know, people care about people themselves other people uh, and the environment um, around them so if you crunch it down to that then you can say okay that's what we want to sustain healthy communities healthy environment and then you can say okay well how do we go about creating a society that does that and and that's what the festival is all about one of the beautiful uh, things of I guess the the response to all of this is the emergence of um, hand made crafted things that come from individuals and this sort of exchange for uh and respect for the beauty of things that are handmade not mass produced there's a great little tv uh, series on abc that was about uh the, the rise of sort of craft uh, and um you know globally actually 
Um, and you've got elements of that right through your your program. Yeah, there's a there's a really big community that in Melbourne that's that's in this, and and you know the handmade in Melbourne and uh, and the the craft markets that you know are spread you know right across the city. Um, and some great talent. Absolutely, uh, and I think you're part of that, aren't you, Dan? Uh, <laughs> I still do my blinging and my, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> it's therapy. So, so I, I, to be honest, I don't think that um, we have enough of that in the program, and this is a, right. a, a call out to. Um, I'm going to have to put a, a workshop together for you. Definitely, aren't I? Yeah. definitely, right. and 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 you know, it's a call out. You know, really, just beyond even just that theme is that. We want more people involved with this festival. I mean, this is this now is our our fifth year in expanding the festival out to a three week program. Next year, we're 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 going out there and we're saying that uh, that next year the 2017 festival is going to be the biggest gathering um, of environmental folk um, in the whole world. Wow. Um, that's what we're aiming for. Um, it's it's 2017 is shaping up to be. It's the big push. It's it's going to be the the, the biggest festival. It's that the groundswell. It's the ground. It's, it's the, the groundswell. Ground I exactly. think we're onto something. Exactly. Hey, we've got better uh, hit a couple of marks because we've only got a few minutes left. Uh, you've got an event uh, out in the out in the burbs. Yeah. This, the, again, this is part of this this you know growing um, program that we've got. Um, the city of um, of uh, Geelong had a huge component in the festival program um, last year. Um, the city of Greater City of Dandenong has really stepped up this year. They've got a big um, sustainability festival which kicks off uh, on Sunday, the twenty first of February. Um, it starts at uh, 10, a- ten a.m. runs through to three o'clock. That's at the Dandenong Market. So you know, we, we, this is about changing again how people view the festival. I mean, for a long time, the people have viewed the festival as that thing that happens at Federation Square and down in Burung Ma um, for three days. Um, the changing shape of the festival is communities right across mm. Victoria, right across Melbourne, are getting active and putting on their own programs. And and um, the city of uh, of Greater Dandenong has really stepped up this year, and and so people, um, you know, may love to uh, to get on down to, to see that event. And there's a reworked version of Thelma and Louise <laughs> that you want to highlight, which I love. It sounds great. Absolutely, the two raging grannies again, part of the transition <laughs> film festival, which kicks off tonight at Cinema Nova at, at seven o'clock. So the Catching the Sun um, premiere. Um, but the other uh, event that I'll just point out uh, mainly because I'm presenting it um, on Friday night um, is, uh, but this is my festival director's pick, this one. Okay. Uh, it's called uh, Two Raging Grannies. Um, and it's the story of, as you said, the Thelma and Louise, <laughs> the two 80-odd-year-old women who have decided to become very active um, in the uh, in the environment movement, and and they set a, set about it. So it's a road movie, um, and they set about. Yeah, but hang on, it's a road movie on scooters, <laughs> on, like, scooters. on, a, on electric scooters, <laughs> uh, and uh, they're really out to um, to to set about finding answers to the big economic questions of uh, economic growth. Uh, and the effect that that has on um, on the environment and and communities around the world. So so they are they're they're raging. 
They're fired up and they're on scooters and they're and they're out to, to get you. Oh, I reckon it's an amazing story. Luke Taylor, thank you very much for joining us on the line today. It's a fantastic program yet again. Uh, the Sustainable Living Festival goes through to the 28th of February. And if you haven't got a copy of the program, you can pick one up here from Level 9225 Burke Street or... Check it out at SLF, Sustainable Living Festival, slf.org.au. Thank you, Luke Taylor. Thank you. Joy 94.9 is a GLB TIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.